0: No, you're not alone. Cause I'm gonna make
1: this place your home. News Radio 840 WHAS Good Sunday morning, Bob Sicolder and the Louisville Real Estate Show with you up until the top of the hour. Joining us today, and we're loaded with the questions. We've got Kevin Dissler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Hi, Kev. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Also here, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844 411 Team. Nice to see both here, of you guys.
2: Greg uh, Thank you.
1: is off this morning. Uh, in fact, if you watch a replay of our show, you will see Brad very formally dressed today. Yes. In um in a tuck <laughs> in a uh, not a tuxedo, but in a, a bow tie. Just a little bow tie. That's a all yeah, I'm trying to keep trying to keep my head attached. And if you want to see a copy of the show, you can go to Louisville That's a redirect to our video of our show on YouTube. That's louisvilleanswers.com. All right. In the news, you may be among the many Jefferson County homeowners who are angry and shocked by property tax increases. Some say a lot of the increase comes from Jefferson County public schools, What the school district taxed this year. Some say almost equaled what was the entire bill last year. And in fact, the county reassessed 120,000 homes and neighborhoods, including the Highlands, Iroquois Park, uh, Clifton, Jefferson Town, St. Matthews. And the thing is, the tax bills went out after the appeal process or the appeal time had lapsed. That's got a lot of people really angry. If, by the way, you want to talk to PVA, Property Value Administrations in Jefferson County, the phone number is 502 574 Six, three, eight, zero. Either of you two guys hit by those increasing property taxes. Mine was up. Yeah. Pretty Mine good. Was Mine up. Too. yeah. Zillow's home buying debacle shows a Zestimate is inaccurate and that you really do need a realtor. In February, you may uh, have heard, actually, that Zillow appeared to so confident this past year in its ability to use artificial intelligence to estimate the value of your home and mine, that it announced a new option for certain areas in certain areas of the country that Zestimate would also represent an initial cash offer. But the decision last week was pulling the plug because Zillow, spent too much money buying homes overpriced, and as a result, they took a $304 million inventory right down in the third quarter. You may have heard stocks crashed uh, at least for a while. And so that does prove you do need an actual realtor to come to your house and do a really good thorough investigation of what prices are uh, for your home and in the area. And finally, some other news here. This is rather concerning. The median Price sales price of single family homes rose 16 percent in the third quarter to of an increase, believe it or not, around the country fifty thousand three hundred dollars. Again, that's not necessarily Louisville. That's the latest to the. That's according to the latest quarterly report from the National Association of Realtors. But home prices are now expected to drop by late 2022. That coming from the Mortgage Brokers Association. That's uh, an industry trade group based in Washington, D.C., which recently published its 2022 forecast. While the Mortgage Bankers Association foresees the median price of existing homes uh, posting a 15.3% year-over-year gain, the first quarter of 2022, it sees prices beginning to fall as the year progresses. Interesting for those of you who are thinking of selling, this is an insight and a roadmap for you. Additionally, the Mortgage Bankers Association is forecasting that the average 30-year fixed mortgage rate will hit 3.7 by the third quarter of 2022 and 4% by the end of 2022. So that's according to the Mortgage Brokers Association. Just wanted to let you know, do not kill the messenger. That's also kind of a roadmap for buyers who are thinking of buying to be ready come the beginning of 2022. All right, ready guys? we got lots of questions. We're in our Zoom format. The format is, of course, we ask you to email us your questions, bob at Louisville.com. put in the subject line radio question, and then send in the questions. And then from that point on, we'll put them... Um, you put the question in the body of the email and we'll put them on the air. Candy is thinking about selling her home in December, Kevin, but worries if people are buying during the holidays. And also, is there a tax incentive to buying and closing before the end of the year? I've got some info on that in case you didn't know. But the answer short is, yes, people are buying uh, and do try to get into homes even during Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. And uh, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa. Uh, the answer, though, is buyers can deduct the mortgage interest property taxes and interest costs on a loan if a sale closes before December 31st. Did you guys know that by chance? Which is why a lot of people are getting Yeah. In. Well, as what I was saying. That used to be the general rule. The standard deduction kind
0: of bumped up, so some of that may not apply nearly as much as it used to. But mm-hmm. uh, just one quick thing for your, your listeners, the capital gains tax rate. Yeah. is almost surely going to go up after 1231. So we're having a lot of people, especially if it's investment properties, they want to get it in and close before the end of the year, mm. um, projecting at least 5% increase in the tax rate. That's scary, right? I
1: mean, that, don't, that, that, That's the yeah. low end, 5%. 5%. Okay, we move on board. We're full of fabulous news this morning. So Brad, Tommy and his wife have lived in their home about 30 years. They have never had it cleaned out. The septic has never, uh, they've never had it cleaned out. They use Ridex every month. Okay. Yeah. They have uh, now wondered, since they're thinking about selling, should it be inspected? Should it be cleaned out? How often should a septic tank be filled, cleaned out if you've got two people filling it?
2: Well, yeah, it's going to depend on the size of the of the tank and the number of people uh, and what's going into it. I think most of the folks are cleaning their tanks probably every, I don't know, two to three years. Some maybe get a few more years out of it than that. But to go 30 years without um, a clean out doesn't mm-hmm. seem even possible, uh, which leads me to believe there may be a potential other issue there. So it may be best that before they get in the process of listing the home for sale, they go ahead and pay to have the tank uh, cleaned out, go ahead and have it pumped and then have it inspected while it is while it's empty so that they'll know whether or not there are any issues that they may have to address um, you know when it's found by the septic inspector you know for the uh, for the buyer. Got it. Get ahead of the game is what mm-hmm. you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Well, that way you can kind of control the the narrative and control the cost.
1: So are you saying two to four people?
2: Uh, yeah, it's you know, every two to four years. Is that what you're I mean? Saying? That's I that's kind got, of what yeah. I am That's kind of what I'm hearing is that I mean, I'm not on I'm not on septic, but you yeah. know, most of the folks that I know that have a normal kind of, you know, family with kids and. Um, you know, some people don't use garbage disposals, which saves, you know, the amount of time on, you know, between pumps. And some people use RIDEX, you know, very faithfully yeah. and on a very regular basis that the, all those things are all great to help um, keep the amount of solids that are filling up in that tank. Uh, so, I mean, it sounds like they've done a great job maintaining it, but it also just makes sure that it's not, you know, leaking out somewhere too. Yeah, 30 years this is a long mm-hmm. time to go. It's long, that's a long time.
1: This question for you. Uh, this uh, comes in from Josh emails, and this is scary, uh, Kevin. Josh was sitting at a closing table, signing documents to buy his first home when the seller said that he had just come from the house, cleaning out the last couple of items and noticed the water pipe, a water pipe was leaking in the basement. The Ooh. seller says he turned off the water line. Doesn't think it did any damage. Josh says he stopped signing the documents and wanted to inspect the problem himself, Before moving forward, but his lender said his lock was up uh, on his loan and the seller's agent said that they were at the end of their contract in terms of the timeframe, both the lender and the seller's agent, pushing Josh to sign off on the paperwork. So now Josh is very worried about a potential water damage and mold. Apparently he did go forward and sign off on the paperwork. Does he have any legal action against the other parties?
0: Well, they're, they're in, in the law, it's kind of merger doctrine. If it's an issue that you were aware of and yet you go through the closing process, then you're you're basically waiving uh, any rights that you would have. In that type of a situation, again, if they're well represented by an agent, you, you would want to make sure that those issues are preserved post-closing. So you'd write up an agreement that would provide that. Anything you're going to go ahead and go through with the closing, there were some extenuating circumstances, but that you reserve your rights to go against the seller with respect to any issues related to damages or repairs. And, and sometimes also, a lender may have an issue with it, put a little
1: bit of money aside in, in escrow just to make sure there's no problems. But it's too late now since he'd signed the documents. What about going back on all the parties?
0: Uh, it, it, it may be difficult. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's one of the things in our industry. We're talking about whether issues survive the closing table, which, which is kind of the new approach. The old approach was if you knew about it, the day of closing, you signed the paperwork, then you're pretty much waiving your rights to go back against anyone. So I would advise them to talk to an attorney. I'm not sure whether they had a lot of damages, uh, or repair costs, don't know whether they escrowed some money for repairs. But it's one of those situations, again, you have professionals working with you. Yeah. You probably want to preserve that in writing, mm-hmm. that you, you are signing, but you're reserving your rights to go back with respect to repairs.
1: Even saying signing under duress, since they're both pushing forward, it sounds well, like.
0: Well, yeah, it is. You can, always, you can always walk away from the table. You well, that's what he was it. thinking
1: of doing, but they, they said, nope, you, you, you really got to do it or the whole thing falls apart. So, all right, we feel for him. Let's move forward. By the way, if you want to see what uh, sellers are saying about our Cicola team, go to louisvillezillow.com or to com, And there are a lot of our reviews. By the way, we're continuing to look for homes to list and sell. I should tell you that if you're thinking of selling uh, in December or next year, you want to call me and I'll come out. We can just map out a kind of a plan for what to do, what needs to be done or not done in re- getting you ready to get on the market. You can call me at three, seven, six, five, four, eight, three, Brad. Mary Kay lives in a stucco home and is getting ready to sell it. She hired a maintenance man to come out and make repairs. He is not licensed but he says he knows what he's doing. Mm. So Mary Kay's wondering, what problems do a stucco owners face? What do they normally face uh, just in general? And what problems should she possibly be worried about ahead of, of her down the road?
2: So th- and let's just clarify that we're talking about stucco, which is yeah. very different than what we see that we would call artificial stucco or drive it or EFs. On a lot I of do not know that the there's
1: homes. a difference. Yes, I don't know so, if she knows yeah. the difference. So, so if, give us a if quick it's, if
2: it's if it's true stucco, then it's basically a, essentially a concrete coating over a over a wire mesh. Mm-hmm. And if you're dealing with true stucco, then that really you're just looking for cracks. You're looking for anything that would allow water to get in behind it. So stucco would be on older homes. Newer homes use what's called EFs. Uh, which is an exterior insulated finishing system. And that's what we would call drive it in commercial applications or, or just artificial stucco, it's sometimes known as. eves is actually a, a, a similar type product, but it's on styrofoam. And it is oftentimes improperly installed, and water easily gets behind it. Um, installers, if it's not put up correctly, if sealants aren't used, and they use, you know, like... Uh, uh, mortar uh, around windows it just the water gets in behind it does an incredible amount of damage to the wood i mean you could have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of repairs um, if not installed correctly so the way to test uh, with eaves is you actually have to do an invasive testing there's only a few companies certified to do the testing home teams one of them in the area but we will drill in to see what actually the moisture levels are on in around all the windows, uh, of the home. And then we're looking at how the, um, product is installed uh whether or not the weep screeds are there whether or not the uh the flashings are in, installed correctly there's there's a lot of technical components to it that installers just don't understand how to do it there's also some problems with a uh, product like manufactured stone veneer mm-hmm. where it's it's cut off too close to the to the roof or it sits right on say your your shingles you know you have to have a gap uh, same thing with the um with the artificial stuccoes. So a true stucco yeah. in like you know, in, in the Cherokee Park area, that stuff is extremely durable as long as it's maintained and it and it's you know will protect the house nearly forever.
1: Really quickly, why'd they go from the more durable stucco from the older times to this ethos in newer times that, what was the what years did they change over? Do you have approximation over those years? No,
2: I would say that EIFS started becoming super popular in the uh, in the 70s and 80s. Um, stucco probably up through the 50s and 60s. But EIFS is just a, a product that is easier to install oh. uh, because it's like the same reason we went to drywall rather than plaster and lath. Mm-hmm. You know, the plaster and lath type home would be the home that would have true stucco on it, versus you know a house of drywall probably has um, the artificial Got it. products.
1: That's the voice of Brad Lawler as we take getting ready to take a break, who is owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They hire vets. They come in as a team. They're the number one Home Team Inspection Service six years in a row. Maybe Mm -hmm. seven. We'll find that out. Yeah, We'll see. Getting close. You can reach Brad and his team at 844-411-TEAM. And Kevin Disler also here, Pitt & Frank Attorneys. You can pick the attorney you want, believe it or not, for your own closing when you're selling or actually buying a home. And you can reach Kevin and his group at 895-9900. You can reach me if you're looking to buy or sell. We've got 11 buyer agents. We're also looking for more buyer agents. That's how busy we are. And we are looking for homes to sell. You can reach me, Bob Sikoler, at 376-5483. Back in the moment on News Radio 840 WHAS.
0: Pitt & Frank has been serving your community for over 30 years in real estate closings and our title professionals educate the real estate industry both locally and throughout the state. Tell your loan officer and realtor to close with Pitt & Frank where we pride ourselves on being your trusted real estate closing expert. Pitt & Frank, signed, sealed and delivered at 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. 900.
2: Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year, and team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all get the team get home team
1: in the real estate market sellers and buyers have great expectations and as a real estate agent you take pride in fulfilling them but some things are beyond your control So, what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way.
2: To learn more, contact HWA today. Need a smart, innovative agent? Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. You know choosing the right agent is important, so you'll want to review their performance before hiring them. I love agents that invest their own money into smart marketing, which gets you more qualified buyers and more money for your home. Bottom line, you have to trust them. In Louisville, you can trust Bob and Greg Socola. Like me, Bob and Greg understand cutting-edge marketing. Google Bob and Greg Socola, and you won't go wrong.
1: News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Socola, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us. We're here till the top of the hour with us. Is Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, 844-411-TEAM. I'm Bob Sekoler, and thank you, Barbara Corcoran, by the way, for believing in Greg, my son Greg, who's off this morning, and me. We appreciate your friendship. You can reach me anytime at 376-5483 over at the Sekoler team over at Remax Properties East. Okay, whether you own a home a condo, an apartment. Sooner or later, you got to do some repairs. So we've got some really ridiculously easy repair tips that might be able to help you. So we start with walls, scratches in the floor, things like that. You can use a crayon that closely matches the color of the wall or the wood that you need to repair. You just basically rub the crayon over the hole or the scratch, and it's like coloring on walls or wood for adults and have fun. Another trick that is simple is to fill those unsightly nail holes in your walls. You can rub a basic bar of white soap in a counterclockwise circular motion over the hole. I'm not sure why counterclockwise, but if the soap leaves a little residue on the wall, you just use some warm wet cloth to wipe it off and you're done. This one's going to want you to run out right now and try. I'm telling you, you'll probably know that a lemon rind in your garbage disposal will leave it smelling fresh. But did you know that ice cubes really do the trick when it comes to getting the grinders in the garbage disposal clean? So try adding in a cup of ice cubes and letting them grind before running hot water and then add citrus peels for freshness. This one happens to me all the time. If you line your trash cans with bags, especially those of you get to pull out where you got two trash cans, you put the trash bags in there, you try to lift them up. What happens? It's difficult to get them out, right? Well, this may be able to help you here. You basically drill a hole in the plastic containers towards the bottom, not underneath, but towards the bottom. So that way, when you pull the trash can liners out, it lets in air from the lower level, letting you take them out a lot easier. All right. Let us go back to the questions. Uh, You are up, Kevin. And Michelle bought a home in the Highlands earlier this year. And when her realtor showed her the home, he pulled up a corner of the wood floor. Well, there was carpet on the wood floor. So he pulled it up apparently, and the wood floors appeared to be in great condition. Now, she's closed two weeks later or two weeks ago. She went ahead and had the carpeting removed and found dark stains in the wood under the carpet where the carpet covered it. And so she feels like her agent let her down. She's wondering, does she have any recourse against her agent?
0: I don't believe so. I mean, it gets down to to what what you could reasonably... No, in a situation where carpet has been on hardwood floors mm-hmm. for a long period of time, you have pets in the area, it's quite common. I don't think just a quick visual inspection of the home uh, when you're touring it, it's something that you would expect to, how else would you know about? You'd have to rip up the entire carpet as yeah. you come through and look at the home. Right. So I really don't think, you know, and, and Brad might be a, a good source as to how could you actually identify that in, in a home inspection? If you had like a
2: that would yeah, that would be a concealed or latent defect. I mean, there's no way that we would be able to see because we can't remove the carpets. So
1: I I would jump in here and just say that if there are carpets on wood floors, I would say for the most part, the carpets would put there because there were problems with the wood floors, whether it's pet stains or damage to the floors. Mm, But and again, I know there was a time in our lives in this world where carpet was preferred over wood floors, so there's always a chance the wood floors are in decent condition but if you stop and think about it to put the carpet down you got to put the tack strips along the edge of the of the room and that in itself putting those tack strips down will do a little damage to the perimeter of the room where the wood floors are so i'd go in with eyes wide open and don't expect the wood floors to be in good condition just be pleasantly surprised if they are the good news is they can refinish them but if they're deep pet stains brad very difficult you got to do a lot of sanding um and that may not be cost effective
2: yeah you got to go very deep to get some pet stains
1: out all right so it looks like you're out of luck on that michelle sorry about that lisa wrote in on uh, for our emails and uh again on our covid show she says she has vinyl siding on her home one of the sides does not get enough or much sunlight but backs up um to a water source i guess it's a pond As a result, it looks like there's some kind of black mold growing on it. How dangerous is it? How can she get rid of it? Or can she just simply spray bleach on it and that'll do it?
2: Well, don't, don't use bleach, but <clears throat> there's products out there called Spray and Forget or Wet and Forget oh. that are made for just, you spray it on siding. I live in a vinyl house. I know exactly what she's talking about. Mm. So I have to spray two parts of my house once a year because it's just an algae that grows uh, when the conditions are right and it's in areas that don't get full sun. So, but yeah, Wet and Forget is... It, uh, spray and forget those are two of them out there and you just literally just spray it on. And within about a week or 10 days, all of those stains are gone.
1: Interesting. Easy enough. Very good. Mm-hmm. By the way, if uh, you are looking to find out information about selling your home or your, your homes on the market and you have not been able to sell it uh, you can reach out to us. You can go to Louisville And then fill out the form there. It'll come to me. And yes, we do make house calls and they are free of charge. So Kevin Guy trying to save money and sell his home on his own. He's wondering what challenges does he face from a legal standpoint? Is there paperwork that he should be familiar with or think about getting in the sale of his home? Well, the
0: the main concern when you try to sell by yourself is is just the disclosures. If you have a a, a professional real estate agent, uh, various laws and regulations require that you go through and you you fill out a sheet disclosing uh, various items and uh, a history of the home. Mm-hmm. And without an agent, what you usually have a situation: you sell the home, and after the closing, something comes back, and so that you know you you did not disclose properly. Just because you're not using a realtor doesn't mean you're not held to the same standards as to truthfulness and full disclosure of the condition of the property. So that's one of the items that usually the sellers get into if they try to do it on their own. The other thing is, how do they come up with a real estate contract? Mm. Um, how do they handle the negotiations? How it, It's a very difficult process, and each and every year it seems to get worse and worse as far as the uh, amount of paperwork and the headaches that are involved in trying to sell a home on your own.
1: There are... Several thousand moving parts to selling a home, guys. So just know that's why I'm a realtor involved. Um, I'm, I'm more than happy to help you to some level, free of charge, to give you advice. But to some level, I can't just from legalities. Uh, let's see. Corey is writing in: Is the winter time a good time to list and sell your home, especially during the holiday season? I'll take that one, guys. And the answer is uh, yes, it is a good time. Inventory is lower in the winter than in the spring. Winter buyers are more serious, especially if there's snow outside. If they're going to go knocking on doors, going in to see doors, you know they're serious about buying a home. Snowbirds sometimes come flocking, especially during the holiday season. You may have visitors who feel homesick and they want to find home here, move back to Louisville. That happens in southern Indiana. There are year-end job transfers, new construction shortages, so people give up on building and actually decide to buy what's out there and then the end of the year tax breaks reducing the t- property tax bill well maybe in some cases based on what we've talked about earlier in this show but yeah this is a good time in fact the number one day for visiting the internet to look at homes on the market is christmas day true hmm. story yep really? all right so back to uh the the uh, emails this one is for brad i think this is going to end up wrapping the show up lisa has vinyl siding oh i actually asked you that already Tony wants to know Do inspectors check for permits for improvements to the home when they inspect the home?
2: Also, what type of documentation do inspectors look for while doing the inspection? So that's a great question. No, we do not look at permits. We don't, uh, the only places, the only county in the area that we're dealing with that would even have those permits uh, available would be Jefferson County. The surrounding counties do not have them. Uh, Home inspectors do not pull those permits. We are not looking to see um, who did the work and whether or not a permit was pulled. We do not look for code stickers. That's all outside the scope Hmm. of the inspection. So home inspectors are looking specifically for defects. major defects in the home as well as safety concerns so we're not looking at any documentation sometimes we'll see seller disclosures forms but even then it's it may be you know probably less than half of the time so there's not really any paperwork we're looking at we're doing a physical non-invasive inspection of the home
1: just out of curiosity if you are looking at a electrical panel and there's no sticker whatsoever
2: doesn't matter. You don't the, make this. No, the sticker is is it stays as fresh as a loaf of bread, um, you know. And yeah. I've often told the story about the the builder that yelled at me, told me how incompetent my teams were because there was a water heater that we had written up um, as uh, defective uh, for the vent system on it and he called me up and screamed at me and told me that there was a code sticker on it and you know who did i think i was hmm. and then he actually called me back uh, about a week later and apologized because he didn't realize that his crew had moved the tank from one place to another oh really and so it was inspected by the code inspector in a different part of the basement so yeah, yeah. He, but he called me to apologize so well, that was nice of him to do that it was, yeah. it was it was it was very nice
1: that is great all right well we are out of time guys i appreciate all the information if you, by the way, want to see what uh, the buyers and sellers are saying about us, so you can hit to louisvillezillow.com and louisvillegoogle.com. And also, we have a special booklet. If you are thinking of selling, just to let you know, we've free, no obligation booklet that has hundreds of useful tips. If you want a copy, uh, just send an email to bob at weselllouisville.com. Put selling tips in the subject line, and I will send out all the information to you. My thanks to Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, their direct number 844-411-TEAM. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. Thank you. Also, Kevin Distler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Thank you for being here as well. Ah, great being with the guys this morning. You got it. We are out of time. See you next Sunday, right here on News Radio 840-WHAS.